Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Oh no, Trader Joe's is recalling two of its branded cookies after a supplier alerted the grocery chain of potential rocks in its product. (laughs) So if you've purchased cookies from Trader Joe's and you've bitten into them and you thought, wow, those things are a little hard. Yeah, well, it's, they have rocks in them. So the almond windmill cookies and the dark chocolate chunk and almond cookies, uh, you can turn them in for a full refund, obviously, and they sincerely apologize for the inconvenience, but uh, don't eat them. I mean, unless you, you know, like rocks. So Trader Joe's is saying, hey, 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 sorry, please bring them back or throw them away. We'll give you a full refund. Now, if you want to kind of scam Trader Joe's, maybe you just go in there and say, hey, I purchased the almond windmill cookies and the dark chocolate chunk and almond cookies. I don't have a receipt. So can we just swap it out or give me the cash back? Now, I wouldn't do anything like that. I'm just saying that some people might possibly do that so the almond windmill cookies which i bet are great i mean you can barely tear me away from almond windmill cookies i bet you they are good but they've all been pulled from the shelves and the trader joe's dark chocolate chunk and almond cookies which i would barely eat rocks or no rocks but if you purchase them, just beware. If you haven't, if you bought them and they're in the pantry and you're ready to serve up the old tray of almond windmill cookies from Trader Joe's, <laughs> the neighbor's going to be really pissed when she bites into those almond windmill cookies and there's rocks in it. I can guarantee you that. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So, a new $2 billion theme park and a resort is being planned for, you guessed it, Northeast Oklahoma. (laughs) Now, they say it's going to be the size of Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom theme park. It's dubbed the American Heartland Theme Park and Resort. It's a thousand acre development just west of Grand Lake on the classic Route 66. Is it Route Route? Yeah, R-O-U-T-E, Route 66. It's going to include a 125-acre theme park that the company says is going to offer a unique experience that rivals the world's top resort destination. I don't know that they will have uh, roller coasters with fat guy seating, though. So is it really uh, the American Heartland Resort? Well, according to Heartland CEO Larry Willett, or Will Height, W-H-I- no, W-I-L-H-I-T-E. Larry Wilhite said in a press release that uh, at the crossroads of the heartland, Oklahoma is an attractive location for a family entertainment destination. The state's business-friendly approach and innovative partnership efforts have helped make this possible. We look forward to bringing unforgettable generational experiences to Oklahoma. Family-friendly six american lands that provide guests with a walk through american history so there you have it the sections of the park will be called great plains bayou bay big timber falls stony point harbor liberty village and electropolis 
And so while walking through American history, guests will experience entertaining rides, live shows, family attractions, waterways, and restaurant quality food and beverages. <laughs> so there you have it. I'm looking forward to going to a theme park in Oklahoma, the American Heart Lane uh, theme park. So the first phase of the project, which I bet will be the only phase finished, but that's just me. I don't know that. The fir- I hope it. I hope I'm wrong. The first phase of the product, scheduled to open uh, spring of 2025, is going to include a 320-acre Three Ponies RV park and campground, which is expected to be the largest campground in the central U.S., consisting of 750 RV spaces, 300 cabins, and amenities. The theme park and resort are scheduled to open in 2026. So we shall see. $2 billion. And uh, we'll see if we get more than just the RV park and a few cabins. But it could, we could. It's possible. It's possible. The American Heartland Foundation theme park and resort is going to be great in Oklahoma. Well, isn't that interesting? So Donna... Hansborough, you know her, the Lowe's employee that was fired for trying to thwart a shoplifting attempt. So she grabbed the shopping cart, and when she grabbed the shopping cart of Atakia Berry, uh, Berry struck her in the face three times, causing the right eye to swell and blacken. And uh, they stole over two, or they were attempting to steal over $2,000 worth of merchandise. Now, she said she just got sick and tired of seeing uh, merchandise go out the store like that because, you know, she knows apparently that she wasn't supposed to try to stop the stealing. But, uh, you know, pursue, you know, that was company policy and she got fired for doing it. But it's interesting. A GoFundMe campaign was set up for her. She said she loved her job. And she didn't expect, in the original interview, she said she didn't expect to get her job back. And, uh, you know, she just was sick of seeing people steal stuff from the store. 68 year old. uh, Fired for violating the company's policy on uh, theft of merchandise. Oh, isn't it interesting, now that it made national news, that she was reinstated. Huh. Huh. And she obviously accepted the offer to return. She said in an interview in one of the news reports I saw that she loved working there. She loved her job. And uh, according to Lowe's, uh, first and foremost, there's nothing more important than the safety of our customers and associates. Products can be replaced. People cannot. Yeah, we don't like paying insurance either. If you get hurt trying to stop somebody stealing merchandise, that costs us more money. Oh, they didn't say that there, though. Uh, We continue to work closely with law enforcement to investigate and prosecute those who are responsible for this theft and violent attack. What about all the others? Are you working closely with them as well? So, I was just checking. That's all. I'm just checking. She's 68. She worked there for 13 years. Uh, The police have identified uh, the three suspects. uh, Takia Berry, Jamar Lawton, and Joseph Berry. Lawton was already taken into custody. Police are searching. They may have them in custody already. Joseph and Takia who are uncle and niece, according to the Facebook post from the Rincon Police Department. So there you have it. It is interesting that uh, after the case went national, 
because of this. Huh. Lowe's have decided, you know, you could come back to work. No, no hard feelings. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Don't worry. We're good. We're good. We're good. We, we love our employees. Do you? And look, this is what you get. I mean, cities all across America, companies all across America are having the same issue because they let the crime go. They say, you know, like Lowe's, it's not just specifically Lowe's, but their deal is if someone's stealing merchandise, let them steal it and don't harm, you know, don't get yourself in harm's way. But at some point, uh, how much can a store lose before it closes? I mean, the, the, the merchandise isn't free. Uh, you can't, I mean, I, I'm a fan of free stuff. That's why this podcast is free, but nobody likes a freeloader or a criminal. Uh, well, I mean, if you're a smart criminal, nobody knows you're a criminal, so you're good. Everybody can still like you, but if you're a criminal that gets caught, then nobody likes you. It's just the way it is. Anyway, the, uh, it has to stop. It has to, the stores around the country are just closing because they can't keep up. Uh, municipalities are saying, yeah, well, if it's under a thousand dollars, well, we don't we're not going to prosecute anyway so just let it go no no and some of the stores that have security guards they're not directed not even to stop theft they're just there i guess to pretend to to detour theft i i don't know i don't know i mean remember they had the story about the guy in san francisco that was all wound up and pissed because he he was telling some guy who was peeing outside his store to knock it off, and the guy punched him in the face. <laughs> I told him, hey, uh, what are you doing? I can't believe that. And he's pissed at San Francisco, as well he should be. And he's telling him, you know, we got this guy's taking a leak outside his store and, and worse. And the city is not cleaning up the streets, not cleaning up the homeless, which ends up, you know, just expanding the crime issue. I know that this guy in San Francisco posted an Instagram post uh, under his uh, Sandy's Muffs, or is it Sandy Smuffs, uh, San Francisco, California, and he was all wound up on his Instagram. Um, so it's, it's a big guy. It's a big guy post on Instagram. But uh, he was all wound up, and I don't blame him. And I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, officers processed the scene for evidence, and authored an incident report. Whoa! And uh, no open, or no arrest have been made. And then, so I guess there's an open and active investigation. Oh, is there? <laughs> there's an open investigation on if I won the lotto. Uh, I haven't. I haven't won it. By the way, I see where no one won the Powerball last night. Just a quick lotto update. I know. I know. That's uh, you know. I know. There's a you know a small chance, but there's always hope, right? Always hope. I mean, the mega is worth $820 million. Tonight, if you're listening live, 725-2023, it is $820 million, 422.0 uh, cash payout. Uh, and the Powerball last night was $28 million and no one won. So now it's $41 million with $21.2 million, which is going to be drawn on Wednesday the 26th, tomorrow night. But uh, just, you know, just a little quick Powerball update and mega millions update that's all that's all all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink while we contemplate what we would do with all that money okay i told you i was going to see oppenheimer yesterday and 
I did. Uh, I really, really liked it. It was really good. Um, it didn't feel like three hours. There's maybe only one point in it that I felt like, okay, this is it's never going to end. But was, and I don't even remember when that was because then it was like I, it, it, I felt it was a good it was a good flow for a three hour movie. Really good. I never like uh, Endgame or whatever the hell that last uh, Marvel movie was. <laughs> At some I didn't think it was ever going to end. I was like, oh my gosh, it's never going to be over. I didn't really ever feel that way with Oppenheimer. I just had that slight moment of, oh, this has been quite a while. That's all. That's it, though. Uh, Cillian Murphy is great. I love him. I mean, I love his work. Uh, Matt Damon is in it. Emily Blunt. Robert Downey Jr. is awesome. They're they're all going to be up for all kinds of awards. There's all kinds. Every time you turn around, there's an actor that you go, oh, yeah, him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like oh yeah him that was just incredible every time you turn around in this movie you turn around and you go oh hey there's kenneth brown oh wow okay oh there's jason clark oh okay wow hey oh there's scott grimes i mean it's just amazing uh every time i turned around and another actor was uh was in it and uh what's of course emily blunt and uh What's her face? Florence Pugh as Jean Tatlock. I mean, having the whole the sex scenes with her in the movie is why it's rated R. Uh, gotta be, right? It has to be. Oh, look, there's Matthew Modane. Oh, oh, look, there's Rami Malek. Every time you turn around, there's another actor. <laughs> oh, look, there's Casey Affleck. And every time you turn around, oh, look, there's Gustav Skarsgård. They just I would not stop every time you turned around in the movie. Everybody wanted to piece of this movie in fact then we finally go and meet harry truman and it's gary oldman as harry truman <laughs> and linda johnson is there with hap lawrence as well so i mean every time you turn around like i said that should be called oppenheimer every time you turn around there's another great actor and someone that you really enjoyed on uh, other shows what's his face uh, uh gregory jabara who i love from nypd blue uh, he was in this movie as well. I mean, just, I really enjoyed this movie. So if you have a chance, uh, definitely see Oppenheimer. Now you can make the case that you take the sex scenes out and then you get that PG-13 rating. But what's-his-face is not ever going to do that. Christopher Nolan, there's no way. He's not going to happen. And they've already, I mean, Cillian Murphy has already said, no, they needed it. That was part of the character development. It had to be there. It had to be part of it. Okay. All right, no problem. I mean, I, I don't disagree, but I know that there are a number of people that, uh, you know, are going to, it's rated R, and we can't have those sex scenes in them. So, okay, all right, fine. Then, uh, you know, either don't watch them or wait till it comes home and run it through your little digital angel and uh, get rid of the sex scenes. And there might be a cuss word or two. I, mean, I don't even remember. I just, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And if you're not familiar with the J. Robert Oppenheimer story, you know you can look into it a little bit and get an idea of actually what surrounded uh, his life. Amazing. And uh, then you get an idea of where this movie goes because it covers a lot of ground. It goes between really three big timelines of his life. And uh, anyway, it's just, I really enjoyed the heck out of it. So if you have an opportunity, definitely see it. This has been an unpaid promotion. All right, you can follow me on uh, all my social media accounts, uh, Twitter or X. 
Is it really going to be X? Come on now. Uh, at Jeffy JFR. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Those of you that were whining over the weekend about how Facebook took down a message by the Special Operations Speaks Pack, which highlighted uh, that Obama denied backup to forces being overrun in Benghazi. And the message contained uh, in a meme, which was demonstrated how Obama had uh, relied on the SEALs when he was ready to let them get Osama bin Laden and how he turned around and denied them when they called for backup on September 11th. How about you shut your face, okay? Facebook manager Andrew Noyes emailed uh, Breitbart News and said, uh, we wanted to follow up on the Special Operations Speaks Pack SOS article published on Breitbart.com. I assure you that removing the image was not an act of censorship on our part. This was an error, and we apologize for any inconvenience it may have caused. So why don't you shut your face, okay? (laughs) So zip it. All right, and you can always email the show, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can order a cameo from me, at JeffyJFR. You can subscribe to Blaze TV. That's what helps keep this show free. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Jeffy. Promo code Jeffy gets you some uh, money off on your subscription rate. That's uh, one way that helps keep this show free. Uh, and you, if you're listening now and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, Choose a platform that you that you like and subscribe, please, to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Appreciate it. And for all of you subscribers, don't forget the rules. And for those of you that subscribe to Spotify, be ready to have your prices uh, raised on Spotify. Apparently, Spotify Premium will now cost $10.99 a month in the U.S., up from $9.99. Uh, so it's going up a dollar. Just, uh, you know, just uh, everything going up in price. Just a little bit. That's all. Just a little bit. When everything goes up a little bit, does that make it a lot? I was just wondering. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So who died today? Who died today? Well, uh, let's start with Tafari Campbell. Tafari Campbell, age 45, dead. He is the Obamas, uh, Michelle and Barack's personal chef. And he has drowned near the family's home on Martha's Vineyard. Now, don't get your panties in a wad. Uh, The Obamas weren't even anywhere around, so they couldn't have had anything to do with it, okay? Uh, We just know that there was a paddleboarder whose body was recovered in a pond, and it was his. And so he went out uh, paddleboarding without any kind of flotation device, except for the paddleboard, of course. And he was a chef, and, uh, you know, in a statement, the former president and his wife 
called Campbell a beloved part of the family. We first met him. He was a talented sous chef at the White House, creative and passionate about food and and its ability to bring people together. In the years that followed, we got to know him as a warm, fun, extraordinarily kind person who made all of our lives a little bit brighter. That's why when we were getting ready to leave the White House, we said, hey, Tafari, why don't you come with us? And he generously agreed. I know, big surprise. And he's been part of our lives ever since. And our hearts are broken that he is gone. Very sad. Uh, very, very sad. He has a wife and children. It's it's very sad. Twin boys. Very, just, just really, really sad. Now, uh, let's move on to being very, very sad story to say what happened. Okay. Uh, he, a witness, describes him sinking quickly below the surface and vanishing. I guess he couldn't grab onto his paddleboard. I don't know. Uh, apparently, it's only eight feet of water. So, okay. All right. We don't know if he had anything to do with the Clintons. <laughs> For those of you that want to talk about the Clinton death list, go ahead. Uh, it's possible. I would say that maybe it's possible that uh, this is just a theory that I'm working on. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know if an autopsy will be done. Uh, it should be done, but we'll see. They might not do one because it's just Tafari Campbell and he drowned, and we just need to we just need to move on and not worry about it. Okay. So I know that uh, apparently there's rumors that he was working on a book, writing about his uh, you know experiences behind the scenes with the Obamas. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. There's also rumors started by, oh, I know, me, that uh, he was having an affair with Michelle or maybe even Barack. And uh, we could just couldn't have that anymore, right? Maybe that's what the book was about. <laughs> I fell in how I fell in love with the president. <laughs> uh, it would be awesome. But it wouldn't be awesome because now he's dead. So very sad. The whole thing is sad. And I hope it doesn't turn out to be that he was having an affair with either Michelle or Barack. But I just feel like it's a little strange that they just happen to not be there. And he goes into a pond to paddleboard and then drowns. Really weird. Anyway, Tafari Campbell, dead at the age of 45. We also have George Allagai. George Allagai, dead at the age of 67. He was a BBC journalist, revered uh, BBC journalist. He's author and uh, worked, obviously, for the BBC. George Allagai, uh, A-L-A-G-I-A-H, died of cancer at the age of 67. Uh, Everyone, you know, believed that he was a great broadcaster, a kind colleague, and a thoughtful journalist. They're just... Uh, very sad that uh, when broadcasters start dropping. Uh, something I don't like to think about, actually. So, uh, George Allagai, dead at the age of 67. Then we have a lady in Yellowstone who apparently was attacked by a grizzly bear. Now, she was attacked and killed over the weekend on a trail near the Montana-Idaho border. The victim's body was found Saturday morning by a harker, uh, by a hike. A hiker, not a, a, a mountain harker. Uh, sound found. Let's just start again, okay? Take two. 
The victim's body was found Saturday morning by a hiker on the Buttermilk Trail, which is about eight miles west of a town of West Yellowstone. You know that as well as I do. The Montana Department of Fish and Wildlife and Parks said in a statement, the woman's body was a few hundred yards from the trailhead and private campground. So game wardens and bear specialists, along with staff from other agencies, found that the woman had wounds consistent with a bear attack. We don't know her name. We don't know her age. Apparently, she has was wearing running shoes at the time of the incident and did not have bear spray, which you know, you're know you supposed to have if you're going out there for your morning jog in West Yellowstone. Well, <laughs> so we don't know what happened. Could she come between a cub and a, and a grizzly? Who knows? Or was the grizzly stalking humans? We don't know. But uh, rangers issued emergency closure of the areas of the of the Custer Galantine National Forest, including the Buttermilk area, which is popular among hikers, and it does not include Yellowstone National Park. So if you're out in that neck of the woods, be on the lookout for a grizzly who's already got a taste for blood. Now we do have a few people who are not dead, but uh, you know that's uh, that could be a new segment. Uh, not dead, but. Veterans Browns, a Cleveland Brown wide receiver, Marquise Goodwin, has blood clots in his legs and lungs. That's what the team announced on Friday. He was placed on the non-football illness list last Friday after feeling discomfort in his legs and shortness of breath during team workouts this spring. So, okay. All right. Don't look at me like that. I don't know. You don't, we don't know what it's from. Okay. You just don't. So I know what you're thinking, and I didn't say it, okay? Then we have an ESPN uh, commentator, uh, Shaka Hislop, who collapsed on live TV before a soccer game. And I guess he's in stable condition. We didn't get any further reports on him, but uh, we don't know why he collapsed. Hey, it could be dehydration, right? It couldn't be that. I know what you're thinking, and it couldn't be that. And then we have uh, <laughs> we have Tori Kelly, uh, the singer who uh, apparently fainted uh, and is now uh, hospitalized for blood clots after collapsing in public. So not dead yet, but and, uh, and don't look at me like that. You don't know you know why she has blood clots like that. You just don't you don't know that. So don't look at me like that. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You did. Okay. So quit looking at me like that. <laughs> Uh, and then we have a man uh, testing positive for MERS Cove in Abu Dhabi. Yes, a 28-year-old man tested positive for the potentially fatal Middle East Respiratory Syndrome coronavirus, MERS Cove, in a city in Abu Dhabi on the border with Oman. That's according to the World Health Organization. The man in the city of Alan was admitted to the hospital last month and uh, health officials said they contact traced all 108 people that he was in contact with and there were no secondary infections had turned up so far. There were no signs that the man had come into contact with dromedary camels, uh, but that's how you catch it. Uh, they spread the disease <laughs> that is separate, of course. They want to be clear about this. This is separate from COVID-19 and they gave no more details on his current condition. So, you know, not dead yet, but 
So, okay. Uh, case of Mers Cove, which can cause fever, coughing, shortness of breath. Some cases lead to pneumonia. Have been pneumonia, which is actually some people call it pneumonia, uh, have been recorded in 27 countries since 2012. Over that time, 2,605 cases, 936 associated deaths have been reported. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. 2,600 cases and only 936 have died. Eh, you're fine. Get over it. Camels are mean, man. You don't want to mess with camels. And I don't know if you catch it from camel spit because they spit on you or other ways of catching. Uh, maybe you drink camel's milk uh, or, you know, whatever else you're thinking that you could do with a camel. I don't know. <laughs> but you just how about we just leave camels alone how about we just leave it there you know what uh why don't you just leave camels alone what that's how we get around in the desert okay all right fine go ahead go ahead whatever (laughs) so that's a number of people that are not dead yet but and then because i was looking at all these stupid stories i get a story in my timeline from american society for nutrition's annual meeting in boston where they examined data on more than 700,000 u.s veterans and how their life expectancy shifted based on the number of healthy habits that followed so there's eight things eight habits that you can do to lengthen your life okay all right now let's go through them being physically active being free from opioid addiction not smoking managing stress having a good diet not regularly binge drinking having good sleep hygiene having positive social relationships now these habits aren't groundbreaking but uh, according to the health experts they say this is what you need to do if you want to (laughs) you know expand your your lifeline i will say this according to the results before i say that according to the results men with eight all eight habits at age 40 are expected to live 24 years longer on average compared to those with none women with all eight habits are predicted to live an additional 21 additional years so what if you only have like one or two of the healthy habits like or you have them now, but you didn't have them before. Like, you know, being physically active, uh, being free from opioid addiction, not smoking, managing stress, having a good diet, not regularly binge drinking, having good sleep hygiene, having positive social relationships. I kind of feel like a lot of people should already be dead. Or maybe not dead. Maybe not dead, but they're not going to live a whole lot longer which is sad so let's all adopt these healthy habits and live longer shall we come on go ahead you start first Okay, so the band 1975, I'm not familiar with them. They're an English pop rock band uh, formed back in 2002 in Wimslow, Cheshire. Uh, Lead singer, songwriter, guitarist, and, you know, it's a band uh, from 1975. I'm not, I don't know about 1975. I just know that they were uh, at a concert in Malaysia 
and uh, their lead singer, Maddie Healy, went on this rant bashing the country's anti-gay laws and kissed his male bandmate on stage. Yeah, the Malaysian government uh, went ahead and cut the festival. And uh, yeah, where the festival's no longer on. <laughs> yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't uh, this isn't America or the, even the United Kingdom for that matter. So uh, homosexuality is punishable by twenty years in prison in the majority Muslim Malaysia. So uh, Healy's behavior from the government is called uh, an insult to the country's laws. And so apparently, uh, 1975 has scrapped upcoming gigs in Indonesia and Taiwan. Huh? I wonder why that would be. <laughs> I know because they can't say what they want on stage like they can other places, you know, like America and uh, where you can get away with that crap. Just incredible. Incredible. Uh, they all think that America is the worst place on earth, but go to another country and let me know how that works out for you. Speaking of going to another country, you see where Henry Kissinger went to china henry kissinger the guy is a hundred years old hundred years old now he went to china back in 1971 uh and you know he was prepping for nixon's 72 visit to china but he goes to beijing as an unofficial individual attempt to try to mend uh this i don't know this increasingly fractionist american relations with them Apparently, he was not representing the current American administration, which is so weird. What's he doing there? It's just really the guy, a hundred year old guy flies to China. Do you know how difficult that would be? I mean, that's difficult for, you know, uh, uh, an 80 year old man. Biden has a tough time going over there, uh, flying around the world. But a hundred year old guy, Henry Kissinger, flies to China and meets with, uh, you know, Xi Jinping. And Xi Jinping gave him, you know, sat with them and gave them a little ha ha how you doing ha ha uh, maybe you ought to get back on the oxygen and get on out of here but it's just amazing to me i don't understand what the hell henry kissinger is doing at 100 years old flying over to beijing i don't know if it's good or bad i feel like it's bad but i don't know if it is i don't know if it is i, I just maybe it's good maybe it's good i hope it is well, i hope it is okay so Remember we talked, uh, I think last week, about Carly Russell from Alabama, who we were all trying to figure out who she was, why we were supposed to care that she was kidnapped, was she kidnapped? Remember her mother said that when Carly came home after, I think it was like 49 hours being gone and everyone was looking for her, she wanted to give her a hug. But when she went up to her to give her a hug, she was like, whoa, uh, how about we get you in the shower first? <laughs> because <laughs> uh i'm not hugging that okay wherever you've been uh that's some nastiness so anyway uh she indicated that she you know saw some kid walking on the highway she called 911 she claimed to have been abducted along the highway she had her car and her belongings were there it was really a whole weird story everybody was looking for her. I don't know why we actually cared other than the fact that it was an adult female in Alabama that called 911, so we had to act on it. But why, how it became this big national story, I'm not really sure uh, why or how that happened. But it did. It did. And then that's when everyone went, you know, that story really just doesn't add up. What is, what is the deal with that story? Well, the attorney now uh, has come out and said, 
Look, my client has given me permission to make the following statement on her behalf. She's not going to come out here and tell you this, but I will. Uh, There was no kidnapping. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, My client did not see a baby on the side of the road. What? Yeah. My client did not leave the Hoover area when she was identified as a missing person. What? Yeah. My client did not have any help in this incident, but this was a single act done by herself. My client was not with anyone or at any hotel during the time she was missing. She apologizes for her actions to the community and all the volunteers who were searching for her. To the Hoover Police Department and other agencies. You know, my friends and family. We just ask for your prayers for Carly. She addresses her issues and intends to move understanding uh, that she made a mistake. And uh, she, again, asked for your forgiveness and prayers. So it was all just a great big hoax, which we believed from the very beginning. So there you have it. Uh, when you, if you were worried about Carly, don't. She's apparently fine, but uh, maybe not so fine. Uh, she's, uh, you know, coming up and doing this. There's some other issues that need to be addressed. And it sounds like she's hopefully addressing them. Now, the police department may file charges against her. I wouldn't be surprised if the city files charges against her. They wasted a lot of time and manpower uh, trying to find someone who was presumably kidnapped or lost and also looking for a child that was presumably out there walking along the highway and then nothing. Uh, nothing of that. None of that was true. On top of which, then she just shows up out of nowhere and says, yeah, here I am. Uh, man, I was kidnapped by some orange-haired guy and a woman. I never saw her. I saw him. And uh, they made me get naked and take pictures of me. I don't know where I was. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, none of that ever happened. Don't worry about it, okay? Don't worry about it. Now, sure, we could forgive her and we could say prayers for her. But there's got to be some kind of accountability, right? From someone? Maybe. Don't count on it. Okay, I heard a couple of jokes yesterday, and I'm not sure which one to share with you, so I'll maybe share both of them with you as far as the joke of the day here on Chewing the Fat. Uh, The first one would be, (laughs) I don't know what comedian said it, so I apologize for using his joke because it's really funny, and he he deserves the credit for it. But he talked about how his girlfriend is uh, identifies as gender fluid and he is happy with that identification sometimes she identifies as a female and other times she identifies as a male and he loves the fact that his girlfriend is gender fluid because the days that she identifies as a male he gets to hit her (laughs) it's a joke okay it's a joke stop looking at me like that then there was a joke about an old couple at a restaurant and there was a cop sitting behind them and the old man says hey uh Remember uh, years ago, we've been married for 50 years. And remember like 40 years ago when we were, you know, made uh, made love out behind this restaurant? And she goes, I sure do. And he says, hey, how about we, you know, recreate that tonight? Take care of a little business out behind the restaurant. And she says, okay, if you think you're up for it, big boy, let's go. So they pay the bill and they take off. And the cop sitting in the booth behind him says, ah, you know, this old couple, I better go make sure they're okay 
uh, back behind the restaurant. You know, I'm not, I don't want to stop them or anything. I just want to make sure they're okay and that they can, you know, do everything okay. So he follows them back behind the restaurant and the wife, uh, you know, hikes up her dress and the old man, you know, unzips his pants and he's getting all excited. And she says, come on, big boy. And he's kind of, you know, peeking around the corner and she leans back and for the next 10 minutes, they are just going at it like crazy, just shaking all excited. I mean, back and forth, back and forth, never ending for 10 minutes. And the cop is like, holy cow, I've never seen anything like that. Then after about 10 minutes, they both collapsed on the ground and they just laid there for another 10 minutes and the police officer stayed there he wanted to make sure that they were okay obviously and uh, you know after 10 minutes they started you know getting up and moving around a little bit and they got up and they walked back around the corner and the police officer there and said excuse me i you know i I couldn't uh, help but overhear what you guys were doing you've been married for 50 years and obviously you still are madly in love with each other you were just going crazy back there for 10 minutes i mean how do you keep the love alive like that man says well 40 years ago that fence wasn't an electric fence Subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.